0: Hello everyone, this is Kristen Crockett, and welcome to another episode of Courageous Destiny, Creating Your Own Rules of Empowerment. And I am so excited today, I have one of who I consider to be an extremely funny person on my show today, Rodney Norman. Rodney Norman is a philosopher, joy sparker, comedian, actor, and motivational speaker. He's an all-around nice guy. And a little bit of background, how I found Rodney, a friend of mine posted him on Facebook and I laughed so hard at, you, because you guys know, I'm a coach, right? So I'm a coach and I'll, sometimes as a coach, we take insights and all these, these things really seriously, right? And then I turned on this guy and he says, he's, what, what, was it? what was it? He says, are you having a bad day? Just deal with it. And I laughed so hard, I about peed my pants. So, because <laughs> I was like, man, I want to say that to my clients. Does that work? It's <laughs> so awesome. So anyway, thank you, Rodney, for coming on my show today. It's a well, pleasure to need. have
1: you. Well, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank well, you. I love it. I love it. I would love for you to share with my listeners a little bit about what you do, because you've been a comedian for a long time, right? 22 years? 22 years. Yep. And what do you love so much about what you do? Um,
1: well, I I just enjoy making people laugh and uh, feel good about life and themselves and uh, realizing that we all take everything way too much seriously. And uh, once you stop taking things seriously, you actually are happier, you make better decisions, and you enjoy yourself.
0: I can't agree more. I can't um, agree more. And so you that's just,
1: the secret. We
0: overcomplicate
1: everything all the time.
0: <laughs> we sure do, don't we? I'm actually the yep. queen of that. That's why I coach <laughs> people not to do it. <laughs> I've, been, I've had to really try to simplify my life over the years <laughs> with my own mind. Yes. <laughs> so, and what, what would you say, so you've been doing that full time. What did you do before you were a comedian and how did you decide to make the leap?
1: Uh, well, I've been in the Marine Corps. I uh, worked as a carpenter for uh, many years, and uh, you know, I've been kind of acting on the side here and there. But uh, uh, mostly, just uh, fiddle farting around, not doing anything much of any great importance.
0: <laughs> That's awesome! I love also it. What I've been doing. And yet, somehow, you make so many people laugh. So, I want to. Can I ask you a series of questions? Oh, first of all, what is your current the current the current character that you've been doing a lot on Facebook? Is that something that is like your new thing, or is that? Well, uh, he was
1: a he was a character that I uh, came up with one night when I was going to a gig. I'd been driving all day and I was really tired, and I had to go do an hour of comedy. And uh, I I started thinking about my grandfather. Because, you know, I was just, I was real tired. I was thinking about my grandfather. He was a drunk. He was he was a lush. And he would always try to teach me and my cousin life lessons while he was, you know, two sheets to the wind. <laughs> and he would just ramble on about weird things and just, and half of it was incoherent. And then all of a sudden he would have this gem of an idea that he would share with us. And I just, I always remembered that just these weird lessons that my grandfather would always tell me. So I thought about, I thought about that. And, uh, so I was thinking, I'm going to do my entire set as my grandfather. And then, uh, so I did it and it was a lot of fun. Um, and it's not necessarily drunk, just more, maybe a little tipsy, I guess. Um, and then I, I combined the idea with uh, coming up with that this character would be the world's worst motivational speaker, <laughs> and that's that's who Leonard is. His name is Leonard McCrunsky, and that's Leonard he McCrusky. He's the world's worst motivational speaker, and but he he took off and became more famous uh, uh, than I was uh, than I've ever been. Uh, so I'm just kind of rolling with it and i i didn't plan on becoming famous with him so <laughs> it's, it's, it was just sort of a fun silly side character i was doing that was that he's become my life so and, and i enjoy it he's he's a fun character
0: and what did you what did you what did you what was this gig where you kind of channeled your grandpa uh you know
1: i, I where was this thing uh said it was so many years ago uh it was in uh well we were we were in um uh Coeur d'Alene Idaho and we had to drive south through serious snowstorms. we barely got to the gig in time like we had like 20 minutes to get to actually do this before once we got there we had 20 minutes and then we did the show and we thought nobody would be there because of the snow but it turns out because of the snow, everybody was excited to be there. Be there because uh, it was giving them something to do, and so the place was packed. So it was a lot of fun. That's so. I can't, awesome. I can't do my life in me. somewhere outside of Boise. I think it was.
0: That's so cool. So what were what were a few of the life lessons that your grandma when your grandfather had given you that you used? Do you remember?
1: Uh, is his biggest one was uh, nobody knows nobody has the answers and uh, we, you don't know till you die so just enjoy yourself and we'll figure it out later. I love that <laughs> but, I love that I the, the I remember one time there was a there uh, not a volcano but an earthquake that took place in Mexico City when I was a kid and you know killed thousands of people and everything mm-hmm. and we're watching it on the news and he looks at me and he goes, well, they're all the lucky ones because they got all the answers now. <laughs> you no, know, I was I was like six at the time or something, so it was it was just kind of funny. He, he, he's he's really having my mother a big inspiration on kind of my outlook on life, just sort of that whole, eh, whatever it is what it is. Let's move on. Have I a cup of out. cocoa. Crying about it, ain't gonna
0: solve it. Ain't gonna fix anything. I love that, I love that. So, can I ask you some questions and have you answer as the as Leonard? Absolutely, let's do it. That would be so much fun. Let me go okay. get
1: him. Okay. <laughs> well, hello. Hello, uh, and welcome to this interview. Hi Leonard,
0: thank you for showing up. I really appreciate it.
1: It is, uh, it is a pleasure to be here.
0: So Leonard, I, I coach a lot of people about you know different things and stuff in the world. And I've been listening to you quite a bit. And uh, I wanted to know, to you, what makes a cool person cool? Uh, well, you know,
1: uh, Okay, so uh, people uh, don't really understand what it means to be cool. Because uh, what most people think are cool, they aren't, they aren't really, usually aren't all that cool. They're usually, usually anything but cool. But the fact that they're not cool is what makes them cool because they're just sort of, it, cause, well, see, what makes somebody cool is the fact that they're not trying to be cool. They're just being themselves. It just um, just turns out that a lot of these people... Are very attractive, and that that helps make them be cool, just because they're attractive, because everybody you know uh, likes to look at them and stuff. And so they're then they're they're uh, but they take their coolness and they, they kind of they're kind of mean with the with coolness. And so then they're not that cool, because and so you like you first you're like oh hey, they're pretty attractive, and then you get to know them, and then they're not so attractive anymore, and they aren't that cool, and you realize that the coolness was just sort of a mirage of coolness. And so the, uh, the but people are really cool or people aren't trying to be cool because they don't want to be cool. And so the idea of the, the if you want to be cool, just don't try to be cool. Just be yourself. And then the coolness will just kind of show up. That's, That's great. That's great advice. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. Cause so many people try to look cool and then they're not really cool because then they're just these mirages, like you said, and you just got to be yourself like that, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, when you stop trying to be cool and you be being yourself, you don't look cool. But the fact that you don't look cool and you don't care that you don't look cool, that's the, what makes you cool.
0: Cool. Cool. Well, I have another question for you. Okay. What advice do you give people to keep their cool? Like when they get all stressed out?
1: Well, you know, I tell people, just be happy. And then they say, well, just trying to be happy isn't going to solve anything. And I'm like, well, neither is being a a a sack of sadness and uh, being upset and all muffled and miserable isn't going to solve anything either because it's just emotion. It's just your emotional state. Sure, it's not going to solve anything. uh, But if you're happy and you're just kind of rolling with things, uh, you'll make better decisions because you won't be stressed out because if you're constantly stressed out, then you make stupid decisions. But if you're relaxed and chilled out, then you can handle things better. So, yeah, sure, uh, you may think that uh, being happy uh, or you're, being, you're just being naive. No, I'm being smarter than you are because you are you're being sad and stupid.
0: Sad and stupid. I agree. I agree because people think that I like that because people think that happy people are naive just because they're happy, and then they're not powerful because they're happy. Think you got to be mean or sad? Absolutely. Hmm. And what do you, Leonard? What do you suggest to people when they're having a bad day? What do you suggest they do? Well, just,
1: you got, you know, you have, you have, you know, people have like, uh, they have triggers that make them upset. You know, they hear the word, bad word, or somebody says something and it makes them upset. That's all fine, Jim and Dandy. But what I say is what you should have is have happy triggers. You know, have things that just, are, you know, if you got something that's going to instantly make you mad, well, well, then you can have stuff that just kind of instantly makes you happy. You know, so you can just carry around with you something. So, like, I got this little jade, uh, Buddhist, it Confucius thing. He makes me happy. And I can pull on, just rub my jade, and he's pretty cool. And I go, oh, okay. And it's happy. So, you have a must- Somebody sent me a bag of rubber balls for some reason. <laughs> I just thought I should have some bag of rubber balls. You now, I'm like, what am I going to do with a bunch of rubber balls? But now that I got the rubber balls, I'm like, this is actually pretty cool. It is cool. You just find things that make you happy. Uh, uh, Music is good. Um, Although it might upset other people, a ukulele or a drum is nice. Maybe not do that around people. But, you know, just find things that make you happy. That bring you back to being happy. Well, that you is- got to learn to be your own, but spe- your be your own happy place. People say go to a happy place. Well, if you're already your happy place, then you're just always you're always doing good. You're always happy. You just realize all the crap going around you is just scenery.
0: What's your happy place look like?
1: Oh. <laughs> Well, all I have to do to be uh, my happy place is just, uh, just I'm just always in my happy place. I, I am my happy place. So wherever I'm at, that makes me happy because I'm there. Even if it's not good, at least I'm learning something which and learning stuff makes me happy. So I'm just ha- everywhere is my happy place.
0: I love it. I love it. Now, I got one more question for you, Leonard. Actually, I might have a few more. We'll see. How do you get started doing stuff and things? What motivates you?
1: Well, you start, you know, everybody is like, well, they want to do great things. You know, they want to, like, you know, become a professional indie car racer, or they want to become a musician, or they want to become a movie star, or, you know, or a billionaire. Well, uh, or, you know, and... It, but everybody thinks they have to wait for somebody to come along and say, "Oh, you're so, so special, and now I'm going to help you become whatever you want to become." Because <laughs> I think, and that's uh, just dumb, because that never really ever happens, except for you know old Disney movies, right? And so, and then people are like, "Well, once I get, um, I get, you know, lose some weight and I get pretty." and uh paid off a couple of my bills or maybe when the kids are gone or so, you know so we come up and make all these things like it's oh, gonna be perfect well that perfect never it just never happens it's just never gonna happen it's never gonna be perfect and so the only perfect time to start anything is just is just now so like if you want to be an artist just pick up some paper and start drawing on it and well <laughs> Amazingly enough, you always say you keep doing that a lot, and then you just become an artist. Because our all life is is just we're just going and doing stuff and reacting to weird things. And if you're if you got a goal of where you're going, when stuff happens, it doesn't derail you. It just becomes part of your journey, and then you learn stuff that maybe make that part of your art or whatever you're doing. So the thing is, just start doing whatever you can do. Just start doing that. If it, you know you don't got to go paint. At the Sistine Chapel, and you just pull out some Post-it notes and doodle some <laughs> doodle little, little bunny rabbit or something. That's where you start, and then, and then you, then and, and you know, the Sistine Chapel can wait. But you gotta, you gotta be able to doodle a bunny before you can, you know, start, start painting God. That's the <laughs>
0: trick. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna, you know, speaking of God, what do you think is wrong with the world today? And how do we fix it?
1: Well, it's everybody's trying to, so what the problem is, you got a lot of people who think that they're doing the right thing. They're, they got their plan on what they think is the right thing. And then you got all these other people who think they know what's what's the right thing. And they assume that if you uh, don't like what they're doing, it's because you're a horrible, rotten, evil, terrible person. And you're thinking, well, I'm not a horrible, terrible, rotten person. I just think the way you want to do it's kind of dumb. And then they think, well, you're dumb uh, 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 because you're not thinking the way they're thinking. And I'm, and then other people are like, well, but you're not thinking the way I'm thinking, so you must be, uh, maybe you're not dumb, but then you must be a horrible evil person, and you're trying to kill us all. And then, and, and so it's it, well, pretty much what it comes down to is a lot of people who think they're doing the right thing. Uh, to the point that they're willing to do all the wrong things to make sure that their thing gets done because they don't want the other person to get done even though the other person's trying to do something good. And so it's it's a bunch of good people uh, who turn into bad people because uh, they can't uh, let go of the idea that somebody else uh, might be right.
0: That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. <laughs> okay Leonard one one last question I asked this of all my guests what's the most courageous thing you've done Leonard
1: what's the most courageous thing I've uh, ever done um well there's there, there's been many times uh, there, there, okay so there was one time uh, I do uh, I went to a comedy show and then I do a comedy show and I uh, uh, well, let's just say that I. Okay, let's okay. So there is a large group of people who were there who, uh, on the on the appearance, on you know on the. Well, so if we, if we just go not skin deep. Let's just say that I and them uh, were not were not of the same pigmentation of skin color. Let's just let's just okay. say that. And uh, they they hired, they hired me because they thought I was, you know, of the same pigmentation. <laughs> so their expectations for what they were going to get were a lot different than what they got. But I just stayed true to who I am and I just did my thing. And uh, even though it was a little weird at first, it was actually one of the really fun shows I've ever done.
0: And so Did they, they see just, a picture of you up ahead of time?
1: Um no, they didn't. This was a long time ago before the oh, internet
0: was big of
1: a deal. You know, back when we thought the internet was a fad.
0: <laughs> they had that noise that whatever you had to like like log yeah, on to the <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> teleprompter or modem. <laughs> absolutely.
1: I'm sending a fax. You're right. <laughs>
0: well that's awesome okay so what's the one courageous thing or the most courageous thing that you'd still like to do leonard
1: most courageous thing i'd like to do still want to jump out of an airplane or do one of those base jump things cool still haven't done that yet
0: What's holding you back? Huh? What's holding you back? Huh?
1: Money. (laughs) (laughs) Like people, are are you
0: afraid? No, I just I'm broke. (laughs) Well, maybe we could we could put together some kind of you know some kind of uh, fund for you to be able to, to base jump or to jump out of an airplane as Leonard. Because <laughs> that would be a really, really funny, that would be a really, really funny YouTube right there. <laughs> uh, so let me, can I, can I talk to Rodney again? Thank you so much, Leonard.
1: It was right Yeah, We'll see you. See you later. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Okay, bye. bye.
0: <laughs> ah, hello. Hello, Rodney. Thank you so much. He's so funny. <laughs> he's, uh, he's
1: you know, he's kind of it's kind of liberating to do him to do that character because you just say whatever you want. <laughs> you can't. You can get away with anything. <laughs> you know, he's a you know, part of him is, uh, you know, he's disarming because he's, he's uh, you know, you, 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 you just think he's out of his mind. And so you, you know, so it breaks down those barriers that we put up with each other, you know, about, you know, we kind of have this give and take when we meet somebody about are they smart enough, are they smarter than me, are they, you know, they, do they have a higher social class than me, do they have more college than me, Do they think are the same? uh, Do they think the same about politics as me? Religion, you know, we have all these barriers that we put up all the time between us and other people. And with this character, I found that it just shatters those. People just they just drop those and just realize that this is just a human being who's just in the moment and just living it for what it is. And once once you're able to do that with one person, you find you can do that with everybody. And that really is a, the beauty of that character is it just breaks down all that barrier, all the uh, craziness and nonsense that we put up.
0: Well, and I like it because he can just be, he can just be straight with you. You know, he could just be like, Hey, choose to be happy, man. <laughs> you
1: <know? Yeah. laughs> and even though your friends, you know, when you're depressed, your friends always say, Hey, buck up. You're, you're gonna, you know, you're, you're fine. And, and it does, it, it, almost kind of pisses you off, you know, because it's like, ah, it's not like that. But then here comes Leonard, who just kind of speaks to your subconscious and says, look, you're you're the one creating all of this, so, you know, you're the only one who could fix it. Mm-hmm. And it's done in such a way that it's not a judgmental thing. It's not, you know, it's not pointing fingers. It's not saying, you know, you are the cause of all your problems, even though you are. But he says it in a way that doesn't that you realize, yeah, I am, I am, I am the captain of my own ship, whether I like it or not.
0: That's right. That's right. I love that because you know that's one of the biggest things that people don't think that they can take ownership over their life. You know, because it's a scary thing. Like one of to me, one of the most courageous things somebody can do is say, you know, what I'm creating it all in my life. I am the captain of my life, and it's yeah. really. Scary and it's confrontational. But when you add some humor to it, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm like, oh look, I just created that big huge mess right there. Oh well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll just start again tomorrow. I'm gonna have a cup, of, I'm gonna have a cup of cocoa. <laughs> I'm have
1: cocoa and just deal with it.
0: And I'm just gonna deal with it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, I think we we all just like we want everything to be so complex and intricate and difficult because it almost excuses us from taking any responsibility because we can always say, well, it's too hard. I can't do it. You know, I can't, you know, I mean, it's easy to say, I can't fix my car because I don't know how to rebuild an engine, but at the same time, you know, you can still do what you can. There's still simple things that you can do, put gas in it, keep the tires, filled up get the oil change regularly yeah there's things you can always do and there's big things that maybe you can't you can't do heart surgery on yourself but all these other things that we overcomplicate all the time and we think that it's so hard and so difficult and again we use as an excuse to put it off and procrastinate or blame others pushing it away from ourselves rather than just owning it and saying, "Okay, I'm going to do what I can do, own it, fix it, and move on. Mm And if I can't fully do it, I'll go get help. But there is so much more I can do uh, that there's there's no reason not to do it. So yeah, anyway, sorry.
0: (laughs) No, I love that. I love that. I was actually on the phone with a client just a little bit ago before we had this interview. And she called me and she's like, coach. So I coach a lot of people in sales. I was in sales for over 20 years. Uh And she's like, coach, I don't know what to do. You know, I've got these bills to pay and these bills to pay and this to do and this to do. And I said, I've got a great idea. Call people. (laughs) Just one. (laughs) Pick up the phone and call somebody. And I go, "And good job for calling your coach, of course. But, you know, call somebody. And I remember my VP of sales telling me that a long time ago, she's like, you want to grow your business? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, great. Call somebody <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, okay, <laughs> that's a good idea.
1: Well, you know, I think a lot of it also is we're always, we, we have that fear that we're going to embarrass ourselves or, or mm-hmm. fear, of the, fear of the rejection. And it's like, well, if you knew, you know, if you knew that, um, if you spoke to 10 people and one of those persons was going to be a sale, was going to be huge, was going to change your life because you met that one person, would you be afraid to meet the other nine? No, you know, they might be uh, horrible, rotten people and you might have a miserable experience, but you'll forget them. They're never going to remember you. You know, I, I, We put up these barriers. It's like, oh no, I can't. I'm going to embarrass myself. And it's like, ah, so what? Embarrass yourself. Once you get rid of the idea of embarrassing yourself, or get rid of the idea of seeming, you know, overbearing or whatever, once you just get rid of that, life is so much more fun. Life is so much more free because you just you look forward to meeting people. Even rotten, horrible, miserable people are fun to just see how rotten and miserable they are. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> you know? Um, I, I, had a, I had a job where uh, I had to go and deliver these uh, cards to people um, to contact their mortgage company for any number of reasons. It could be, could be that they were late. It could be they had a problem with their insurance, something, just weird stuff. So I had to go in there. And some people weren't the happiest to see me. Most people were just nice. They you know, didn't care. But every once in a while, you get somebody who can take risk. I made it a challenge to find those people. I would mm. give myself I would give myself treats for having bad experiences. So I would tell myself, OK, I'm not going to drink any soda pop unless I have a bad experience. And so when I, if I had a bad experience, i go, hey, I'd be excited because I'm like, ooh, hey, I get to drink a Pepsi. You know, so I would reward myself for the things that I were holding me back from from getting my job done. The things that were you know whatever it was so when you when you do that you go okay if this is a no if they tell me no i'm gonna um still do you know find something to reward myself uh not necessarily always candy because then you can you know cause a problem but but the idea is that you turn nos into positives therefore whenever you have a no it's still a positive so you're still having positives and it just changes your mood about every encounter, because now, regardless of what the encounter is, you're still going to have a positive experience from it. You're still going to get that dopamine dump, because it's like, you know, uh, if you hit a sale or, or the person is really nice and it's a fun experience, you, you get that positive affirmation. But if they're all over a rotten person, it's like, well, now I get to reward myself. For having that experience, and you just you just find that those one uh, and you and you don't even have to do that for long because you find out what happens is that those negative experiences just lose all power because they don't mean anything. You realize that all this time that you've been so worried about looking like a fool or upsetting somebody, none of it matters. It's never going to. Matter. It just you just move on. You turn negatives into positives, and just keep moving on with your life.
0: i love it i love it i love to laugh at myself too like one of the thing i remember because i trained myself not to be embarrassed that was one of the things that was always holding me back i was always so worried about what other people would think and i learned you know hey it's not my business what other people think of me anyway and then and then i remember being i knew that i made it because i was at a health club and there was like this line of guys like on the treadmills like these big you know big early men and and then there was me I was at the weights (laughs) and I didn't really know what I was doing too much you know so I'm like sitting there at the weights being myself with my noodle arms and I'm sitting there and I knock over my drink and I have a thing with lemons I love to have lemons in my water (laughs) but I had like 15 lemons (laughs) in my water I mean I
1: Oh, do we freeze? You still there?
0: Who knows? Can you hear me now? No. no way. Now you can hear me. Well, I hope that I hope I hope that got that story because that was a funny one. <laughs> Did you hear the fifteen lemons?
1: <laughs> yeah, I heard fifteen lemons. You spilled them all over.
0: Yeah, so I spilled them all over, and then those men were all looking at me, and I, like, bowed, and then I picked up all the lemons, and I put them, I, I just cleaned it up. <laughs> it was like, no big deal. <laughs> I'm like, I made it. I trained myself not to be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you know, making the, the videos of Leonard are kind of, you know, the, the idea behind it is that he's awkward and doesn't care. I love you know, it. Not perfect. <laughs> hair's a mess. Uh, you know, he's not, the videos half the time don't even, you know, the sound's wrong, light's weird, there's cars going by. and He doesn't care. <laughs> All the things everybody else worries about, he doesn't care about it. And that's fascinating to people. When they see somebody who is so confident, regardless of what's going on, they're drawn to it. You know, I when I do my stand-up, I often go up there and not say anything for the first two minutes. I just stare at the audience and drink out of a bottle of water and they <laughs> will be laughing and they don't even know why they're laughing. And, and it's, I know why they're laughing. It's because I'm really comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's- I love where, that. That's, that's where it is. It's like, ah, it doesn't matter. I can get up here and look silly and I don't look my best. I sound like an idiot and I don't care. And it's, it's fun. It's fun for people to you know, kind of have that moment because it's like, okay, you know what? I, I get, I, I, we get, we get too caught up in ourselves.
0: Now, when you first started comedy was, you know, because one of the things I, one of the things I coach my clients on is to do something courageous every day. So you create a habit of courage and then you're going to miss not having that excitement and that adrenaline rush in your life. You know, if you have a habit of it,
1: can you hear me? I can't, I've lost the sound.
0: We're having a couple technical difficulties. We'll get this resolved here in just a sec. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead. and Are you there, Rodney? Okay,
1: there we are.
0: Yay! <laughs> hey, that was one of those things that we did on purpose. <laughs> to see if I lost my cool. <laughs> I was, like, going to wrap up because I was like, oh, I want people to see this. is so awesome. <laughs> so, so what was a question? Did you asked me a
1: question.
0: I don't remember. I think it was, I think, it, oh, so how did you, how did you, I mean, it just took practice, right? So the first time you went out, you probably were, were you scared the first time oh, you went yeah. out?
1: Yeah, the first, yeah, the first time I got on stage, I was absolutely beside myself. But I got up there as soon as I got my first laugh, I just relaxed and I was just, you know, just having fun. And uh, once I got the audience to chuckle a couple times, I was like, yeah, this is it. This is what I'm doing. And now even, you know, when they don't laugh, I kind of have fun with it anyway, you know? I was <laughs> like, I I challenge myself sometimes uh, to not get laughs.
0: Ooh, that's powerful.
1: And because of that, the laughter is even stronger a lot of times because I'm not doing what they expect me to do. And I'm not doing what I'm expecting me to do. And I, I just come out with stuff where I'm just, you know, blabbering on like an idiot, and uh, so now it's just really funny, and <laughs> a lot of it's that just being in the moment and just enjoying it for what it is, and
0: not getting too upset about it. I love that. I love that. Well, I can't thank you enough for for coming on my show today, and you know, it's really been a pleasure talking to you and Leonard. And how do, how do people hire you? I would love to know, like, how do people, how do people find you? How do people hire you? Because you are just hilarious. And if people listen, if people listen, they can actually learn something too, which I especially like as well.
1: Uh, Well, thank you. Um, Yes. uh, You can find me, you know, Facebook, uh, Instagram. You can just message me through there, or uh, I have a website, RodneyNorman.com. Um uh but yeah pretty much just put my name out there Rodney Norman comedian google me somewhere and uh uh and just my 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 stuff my information's out there you can find me
0: Well I think you're awesome thank you so much for for coming on my show today um and bringing forward the world's worst motivational speaker who I am a fan of <laughs> I don't know what that makes me <laughs> But thank you so much. And until next time, everybody, thank you for listening to the Courageous Destiny podcast. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you.